Hey, so I'm here with Evan to kick off our first recap of How Not to End the World. Some stuff happened last Wednesday. We had some estate scouting, some lore dumps, some team drama. So, Evan, what do you think about what happened? Yeah, I think it was one of our, like, a little mellowish section. Like, like we've been on the same day for a little bit, but it's a lot's been going on in this day, and it's been somewhat action-packed, so it's taken longer. But this is, like... The f I would say it's the third one on this day, so this is like the falling action, whereas the last one was the peak, and then the climbing was before. So it's almost like a a, a trilogy. The what the f Calyx trilogy. <laughs> well, like he's been talked about so much, and I've just been like looking for a reason to you know get him involved in the story. Yeah. Finally, getting to the point. It's the trilogy where he's now involved directly in manipulating and influencing the party's decisions and such. So. Yeah, it's it's it, there's been a lot of build up into Calyx and just you know back in Piotr's backstory and uh, uh, some minor interactions with Sasha and things like that, but like I, we finally got like the girth of this guy. For... <laughs> <laughs> he finally has a like, face. Yeah, he's factually an asshole to everybody. Yeah, now. I'm I'm glad that we finally got to have more interaction with him. Besides, oh, you run into him at a weird spot and he gives you the the mean eyes yeah. and <laughs> we were all thinking like in the middle between the sessions in the our, our little break we were like is sasha get attacked or something <laughs> no that would be too high or stakes beheaded and like someone's mimicking her voice all this stuff it was so much time in between for us to come up with everything that could have possibly ever happened in any dungeon master's brain forever and then all of a sudden she just like you know is having boy problems <laughs> It was so fun to sit on. It's so low stakes. Yeah, like it's I mean, well, it's it's low stakes if she was if she was 20. Yeah, that was like most of the session is is the falling action from that getting back to talking with Sasha and then we all kind of like started to allude towards what we're going to be doing next. Uh essentially, like Milo is going to go do his thing. We did our little stint with him going to the estate. But I think the big thing what he's going to do with is what he does with that information he got there. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of one of the things that I'm like kind of eyeing with an apprehensive eye like, oh, yeah, I just told Milo that his next job is to go way the f out of the city, just completely. There's know. there's a lot of strings that that he got told that are are, you know, out of the city, far away or over there or these whole other group of people kind of thing. And such, so it's broadening the world. Now, I think it's interesting that we all are keeping to our own personal agendas as well. Like Piotr's personal agenda just got intertwined deeply within the main plot, um, with Calix and such. We'll see what Yamitri's up to with Moral Malamin. Um, with Rhea's little backstory thingy with the uh, inner politics and the bureaucracy, I think is a good like foot in the door to introduce like that there's a lot more to this world and there could be even more in that direction which is always just like interesting to see yeah she has a she has a meeting with nala yeah. that i have some some interesting plans for uh trying to get some more of like you know inner politicking of the of the temple going right on um what else is there to talk about big thing you introduced oh yeah so how to end the world yeah so um, new game got some people interacting with it. Yeah. Um, tell us about like the purpose of this game and what you want to do with it. When like with like consistent players and new players and such, where do you see this going? Yeah. So 
it's kind of interesting like when i was thinking about this i was like okay this is going to have like a really you know this is an evil campaign for the viewers basically so you bring viewers in they just play the evil forces and get to like go wreak chaos and havoc and then we brought people in and they start naming their their uh quo like a nani mouse as you do <laughs> we're the generation that came up with like gamer tags and such so like you know xx killer boy xx is you know that's us so yeah yeah so the feeling that i'm starting to get from it is like some some like really old school early early days mmo where there's like not really much structure and like the the game setting a tone but the players set their it's, own it's more escapism <laughs> than it is a game almost at that point like i'm just not me right now but i'm doing whatever i want <laughs> but like i get to be a puppy and i get to i get to go steal some trash from from some goblins and then bury it now it's mine yeah it's it's not every day you get to be in you don't get to be an evil dog every day and not only is it being an evil dog but it's being an evil dog against a party that you're watching like as a fan too so it's like I think the the people who are uh, participating and get involved and kind of like get a sense of what it is are going to kind of be rewarded and seeing like the party react to some things over time that they have manipulated somehow or some way or changed or, you know, even minor things just to be like, I did that. Yeah, I've already started laying the groundwork for like some of the random encounters tie into like pretty impactful side stories like there's one that can just completely demolish the city of Ensorol, which might make its way back to the players if it's pulled off correctly there's that would be a giant world event i would assume if a city gets demolished from an evil force well, okay so the city won't get demolished but like basically the thing that's keeping it going right now will stop being a thing okay is that city like run off some like single power source or are you talking about like the political structure or something or is it like some Who ancient knows? crystal I've... that's like, I run the city? Well, I've written about Ensorol. It's in the blog, so you can definitely go take Everyone a look. Everyone knows that Evan only read Aquila's lore. <laughs> and enough to know what's on the map to make it. So, um, I think uh, getting back to like the campaign and the party and such and what they're going to be doing next is... Uh, well, first off... Milo just gave us a whole bunch of pretty much gave us his info dump that he got. Um, and I can't what what is the next we have something like on our schedule in like a week and a half or something. But I can't remember what it is. My notes are right here, but I'm yeah, gonna... you all have like six different things. So the things that are coming up are first you have Ethrin from Lysta's former druid circle. Who is yep. going to be making an He's appearance? He's coming like in a couple days or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming up. You know, six episodes from now we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> another one more day. <laughs> one more day, six episodes. Yeah. Um, so you have Ethrin, you have the the Watcher of the Fire, which I'm really excited about. I've been sitting yep. on this one for a while. I think that might be the biggest one. That's kind because for for us as players, so we've all been many of us have been given something individually by him and we haven't really talked about it too much as characters together and such but we're all like what is this guy uh because he clearly knows stuff about us before a lot of this began so i don't know that sounds like some weird prophecies and in the, in the, in the dude's seen the future because he told me what to do in my dream that's weird yeah yeah that's really weird there's there's some interesting stuff going on there. I'm pretty excited about it. He knew I wasn't going to pull an all-nighter, and so I went to bed. 
<laughs> what a guy. So, shifting gears a little again. Important question. Bookmarks or dog ears? Um, so I am a dog ear person because it's always a hassle to find a bookmark and then I lose it. So dog ear, you can't lose the dog ear unless you lose the book. So if you've lost the book, you clearly don't give a shit. So dog ear is where it's at. Okay, I can't DM for you anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't necessarily read for pleasure. I, most of the stuff I read is either educational or a comic book. I don't comic, dog ear comic books or graphic novels because I read them straight. Um, but like a philosophy book, I got dog ears, notes written in the margins and things like that. I personally have problems with like really just anything that's just like visually not the original shape of the book. Like, you know, dog ears, highlights, stuff like that is just like, oh, this book has been permanently defaced and that's never going to be But a wizard's magical tomes are all scribbled up, bookmarked, hot dog eared, all this stuff. And it looks awesome. And there's power. There is power in a red book. That's what you're displaying. You get to do that if you write the tome yourself. There is power in a red book, and having the dog ears and the notes and all this stuff indicates that you have the power that this book has imbued onto you, and you're ready to pass on along to someone else. A bookmark says, I'm not done yet. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll let you live in that world. Anyways, that's it for our recap of episode 19 of How Not to End the World, titled Safe. Thanks so much for listening. You can catch us next week on Wednesday at 5.30 PST on Twitch. And until then, see you next time. 